Hi, hello, and welcome back to Dress to Frill, a Japanese fashion podcast focusing on personal experiences from the community and those who sometimes feel left out of the conversation. Now, I do have a very exciting interview with a trio of members from my local community with very different backgrounds and history when it comes to Japanese fashion. However, I'm kind of a bad podcaster and did not make the time necessary to edit it because it's quite long. Um, So you lovely listeners can get excited for that to be the finale segment next week. And it will be available in its entirety on the Patreon at a later date when I'm done being super lazy and get that actually finished too. But anyway, in this episode, I'm going to be covering an indie brand I've coveted for a long time, Spooky Sparkle Party, who will be a designer and vendor at Paradiso this May. And the finale segment will be a multi-meat horror story. So buckle up, guys, because there are crazies everywhere. Okay, so Spooky Sparkle Party is a plus-size... Um, fairly plus size exclusive Lolita and J Fashion themed brand. They have a plethora of dress options and sizing options as well. So much like their name, they tend to go into a spooky but sparkly sort of motif. So you see a lot of just different kind of spooky, sometimes magical themed prints and designs, as well as some kind of funny ones, like they have a taco that's full of gummy bears is one of their prints, and it looks like a regular taco because all of the colors are accurate, but when you get closer up, you can see that they're gummy bears. Um, But not only do they have dress, so they have JSKs, skirts, matching jewelry, t-shirts that match as well, cute hair clips, chiffon, like kimono robe style tops in a very wide range of sizes and options. They have a lot of bat themed things and a lot of, interestingly enough, cicada themed things. Um, so you can find a very wide variety of options. I have been looking at a couple of their dresses for a very long time, wanting to buy them, and I'm super excited to see them in person. They're located in Canada, so the pricing is a little little bit off if you're in the U.S., um, but it'll be a little bit cheaper for us in the U.S. as well. And their designs are all hand-done. Um, they are a very small brand from what I understand, and the owner takes a lot of pride in the effort that she has put into this brand and making sure that it meets what the expectations that she sets for it. So they have several listings right now. They don't have a ton of openings, I think because they're probably prepping for con season, hopefully, you know, if the coronavirus doesn't wipe us all out, 
So just for an idea of some of the dresses that they do have, they have cicada mancy, which is a cicada that's on kind of a magic summoning circle. Comes in a wide variety of colors. One of my favorites is they have a lavender in it, and their lavender is like a pastel rainbow in this print. I definitely suggest you going and looking at it, especially if you are a fan of the sort of creepy cute motif. Because, you know, it's bugs and pastel rainbow, so it kind of has that unexpected quality to it. They also have one I think is just adorable, Sparkle Bat, but it's just like cameos of this cute little, almost like a bat family around the skirt. It's just precious. The one that I'm really interested in getting probably is Batjik Circle, and so It is a bat-themed print, but the bat sort of makes up like a magical girl summoning circle in the middle. And I just, I think it's so cute and it's so smart. And it's just one of those, I, I really enjoy like a reference within a reference. And I really get that from this print specifically. They have um, one called Servine Dreams, which is a, and I do apologize, any background noise, I'm recording in my living room and my my lovely fiance is very kindly cooking us a dinner and so there might be some background noise. I'm going to try to edit it out as much as I can and edit around it, but you might hear some sounds, so apologize for it this time. Just wanted to get an episode out to you guys and make sure that I could get one out as quickly as possible. So, Servine Dreams is another print. Dichromaberry, Teddy Bear Bones, which I believe is the Instagram handle for the creator. And then Taco Bear Party, which is just such a funny print. The idea of a print that is tacos from a distance, and when you get up close... It is still tacos, but it's full of gummy bears. Also, it comes in that, like, perfect 90s, like, motif with the black and blue and, like, purple triangles. It's a very retro feel to the design while being kind of tongue-in-cheek, and I really, really think that that's charming. Just so you have a reference for the sizing, they come in three sizes, and because as Lolitas, I think that, at least my experience, understanding my centimeters is the number that I can pull up to the front of my head and not necessarily my measurements in inches. So their size 1 has a bust of 91 centimeters to 112. Their size 2 has a bust of 101 centimeters to 122 centimeters. And their size 3 has 116 to 138 in the bust in centimeters. So they have a very wide range of sizing. And of course the waist measurements sort of, you know, continue up to meet those. Again, in my experience, the majority of female Lolitas who are concerned about their chest fitting are often more concerned about the bust size than the waist size. But both are very ample and I think fit a very wide range of sizes. I think they also have options if you are ordering um, one of their individual sites. 
Yeah, and so they have options if you are ordering from them of three lengths. So they have 21 inches, 23 inches, and 25 inches for the length, as well as elastic or non-elastic straps, and even bodice options. So they have full shearing bodices, full back and half back shearing. So I'm not sure if the full shearing is taking into account the 138 centimeter measurement in the bust, or if it's potential that you could go further with the full shearing or not. Um, but that might be a question to ask Spooky Sparkle Party and see if that would be an option if it was something that you needed. And again, all of these dresses come with, well, they don't come with, you can additionally purchase a matching necklace, um, semi-matching headpieces, little lavender bats or pink bats or cicadas, all of the prints. Well, let's see. So, Batjuk Circle and Cicadamancy are available in the chiffon robes. And it looks like the majority of their prints are also available in t-shirts. If you wanted to rep the brand outside of wearing Lolita all the time or wear it more casually. Or if you have a partner who is not in Lolita who would like to participate in participate in some of the qualities. Like I said, there are also t-shirts available for the majority of the prints. Um, they also do skirt options. Let me get the skirt sizing. Oh, the skirt sizing is the same as the JSKs. So the waists on the skirts, uh, size 1 is 76 to 97, 2 is 91 to 112, and 3 is 106 to 127. So they're going to be at Paradiso this year. I'm not sure what stock they will have with them. It seems like from what I've seen online that they have a wide variety when they go to conventions. And all of these prints that I've mentioned have three or more colorways. So I would definitely suggest going and giving them a look and see if there are any that just really speak to you. Again, they again they cover really from the spooky sweet all the way into the goth, depending on which print in which colorway you're looking at. They have a lot of options for variety and just seeing what and just seeing what options you want to go with as far as what your personal style is. So, I also have a Lolita horror story. So, <laughs> this came from a person who does not want to share her name. Um, so, she requested the name Rosie and she, her pronouns. And she starts it off with, I've got some scalding tea in the form of a creepy stalkerita. Which, man, that could be made a actual term i think like a stan but for lolita so it reads so my com has more than a few people that come in go to a few meets and vanish off the face of the earth it's part of the com culture now and 
that's fairly true, or you won't see them for months and months and months, and then they'll just come out of nowhere. One meet, we were joined by a new girl, and I started talking to her about minor stuff. Nothing serious. She started coming to more meets, and we don't talk that much. She doesn't have proper Lolita clothes until about her third-ish one, so until her third meet, she didn't really have Lolita. We hang out a bit, and she talks a lot about nothing. Then I start getting creeped slightly by some of the things she's talking about. She starts getting weirdly personal with me, mentioning a lot of details about her personal life. Keep in mind, we talked about, we talked a bit at two separate meets, and the most deep it got, the most deep it had gotten was me helping her find a phone case. She also added me on Facebook and started spamming my wall with the most basic Lolita adjacent content. Also through a small fit because nobody bought her mom's cheap jewelry at a calm swap meet and she only brought $15 to spend so couldn't afford anything. Then when I was trying to offload my jewelry by dumping it out and saying people could take whatever, she started trying to scoop it all up before anyone could take any of it. The breaking point for me was when she stared me dead in the eye and started describing her ideal girlfriend who happened to have all my physical traits. I skipped so many meets after that because I was just so creeped out, but I was afraid to say anything because she'd mentioned she had Asperger's and I didn't really know how to approach the situation. Happy ending, though. Our local con got a brand tea party, and during the shitstorm of weeboos not understanding the dress code, I saw she had commented about how the local con was full of stuck-up bitches and she'd left it to be a, quote, lone Lita in her shitty Amazon dress. And I was free. Okay, so I definitely get the frustration of that one person at the meet or the event who, man, you really, really wish would maybe just not talk to just be quiet. I mean, I think everyone has those even in their just personal day-to-day lives. But when you're, when you're trying to enjoy a meet and have a good time, the last thing you want to do is to have somebody come in that makes you feel uncomfortable. Um, so not that you were looking for any advice on this, but just to give some out. If you are feeling uncomfortable by somebody, anybody out there listening, find someone who can help. So if you are at a meet or at an event and someone is being creepy or weird or anything like that, if it's a small meet, grab that mod (laughs) for your group. Get them involved. Say, hey, this person's being weird. I don't really appreciate how they're talking to me. I need help dissecting the situation and figuring out what to do. If you're at a convention and that sort of thing is happening to you, Reach out to con staff. Find someone wearing the con t-shirt that, you know, ask them, hey, are you on staff? And then approach the situation from there. People are not entitled for your time. People are not entitled to make you feel uncomfortable. You don't have to aggressively approach them or do anything, but reaching out to someone who can maybe from an outside perspective intervene may help a lot because it does suck to have to meet the meets to to have to miss the meets 
because you're trying to avoid this person, but I 100% get it. I went through a situation when I was a lot younger. I, I mean, still an adult or no, I guess I was like 16, 15, 16. And there was this guy who kept coming around my mom's shop when she had a store and some for some reason he just fixated on me and it was probably again similar situation to you where you were nice to them and trying to be receptive and communicate and you know interact with them but he took it as like I was interested in him more than just a amicable communication when he came into the shop to the point that my mom saw him coming up one time and told me to go to the back where he couldn't see me and then really put her foot down about, you know, you can't keep coming around like this. Like, I'm going to have to get the police involved if you do. You're an adult. She is a minor. This is not going to happen. So please, you know, take this warning to heart and stop. So I definitely get, and I had to avoid going places that I knew he was going to be at for a while because I didn't want to give him the idea that I could potentially be interested or anything like that. So I get where you're coming from with that, but you shouldn't have to avoid your hobby because someone you don't want to interact with is there. If you are having issues with that person, then there's a high chance that someone else is also having issues with that person. And maybe they're even less willing to communicate the problem to someone else to try to get help. It is entirely possible that a person will be banned from meets. It's entirely possible that they will be kicked out of the calm if they continue having those issues. But if no one brings those issues to the attention of the moderators or more senior members of the calm who have some sway and maybe understand the finesse of how to handle situations like that, then they're not going to get addressed. And then someone who is less able or less aware than you were could fall victim and pray to that situation. Whereas you are smart and recognized, okay, no, this is getting creepy and weird. If someone who is more naive or less experienced had a similar situation it could have gotten a lot further and potentially gone poorly. I don't know the severity, obviously, but if someone is making you feel uncomfortable, there is a high chance that they are making others feel uncomfortable as well. So just reach out to your calm and say, hey, you don't have to do it in front of that person. Just excuse yourself from the situation. Go get your calm leader or, a, like I said, like a, quote, senior member someone who's been involved with the meets and with the community for a while who can maybe give you some insight into that individual. It could just be something that you're misinterpreting or something like that that can be explained or it can be something that is not reasonable and the moderators need to know about it so that they can avoid having potential issues in the future with it too because I know from experience so far in my local comm that it gets very treacherous 
whenever somebody is involved or gets involved with a community who doesn't really need to be there, someone who is there for the wrong reasons or thinks that the community is going to be something different than it is and then makes things more difficult to deal with. So that would be my best bet for you, but that does definitely sound like a horror story, especially the idea the idea of anyone coming up to me and describing their perfect girlfriend or whatever is weird. Even if it doesn't describe me, it's still weird to me when you don't know them like that. Like you're not you're not trying to like work with someone for like a matchmaking situation or having like a friendly conversation that has started about like you know qualities you're looking for in a person it's really weird to have somebody just come up and start describing their perfect person and then even weirder to have it be describing you as they're just like looking you dead in the eyes There's a different way to handle that, and that is not the way to do it. But, yeah, I can't even imagine. I don't know what I- I would probably have just frozen, like, deer-in-the-headlights style and just awkwardly, like, moonwalked out of the situation, like, in the middle of their conversation. But, you know, like, I feel like my fiancé would probably be pretty upset if someone came up and was like, You would be my ideal girlfriend. Uh, She just came into the entryway from the kitchen and mouthed, yes, I would, and nodded her head. So I can definitely see. But regardless, I mean, single, engaged, married, anything, that is definitely an off-putting conversation to have with somebody unexpectedly and when you don't know them well enough to kind of even justify, wow, that was a weird thing for so-and-so to say to me. But, you know, I've known them for, like, three years, so whatever. When you've met somebody at three meetups, then that gets a little... a little weird. You're not even friends like that yet. Also, a piece of advice is I don't add people very quickly on Facebook. I will leave them in Facebook limbo forever if I don't feel... Like, I want them to see what is on my feed, or if I feel like they are coming and trying to get involved with my feed in a way that is going to just be argumentative. Like, I know they have different viewpoints than I have, and we just agree to not talk about them in public, but maybe seeing things on my Facebook will cause them to have an issue that will cause them to feel like they need to be involved in the conversation and I don't really want them to be those kinds of things be discerning with who you're adding on Facebook make sure you're not adding creeps make sure you're not adding weirdos I mean some of my own comm members it's still taken me time to add them onto Facebook because I just don't know them like that yet and I've been involved with the comm for like a year and a half at this point I don't feel like it's a requirement to have everybody involved with your, you know, social medias and things like that. People can follow me on Instagram, things like that. Zero percent worried about it. But, I, you know, Facebook's a little bit more personal for me. So I want to be a little bit more discerning about who I add on there. 
and make sure that it's people that I want to interact with on a regular basis, as well as people that I don't mind having some insight into my life outside of what I show on Instagram and what I show at meets. Not that I'm a radically different person either way, but I like to try to not clog up my Facebook feed too much. So that would be my suggestion is I if I have just met a person, they have to be a stellar human being for me to instantly add them on Facebook, even after a couple of meetups or anything like that. I have to really just meet them and be like, you are my human. Like, this is, let's go. This is perfect. Because I don't, I don't add people quickly. So anybody in my comm that's listening is like, oh man, I'm not on Roya's Facebook. That's why. It's nothing against you. I just am a little bit discerning on who I add because it's my Facebook and I can be. So go check out Spookle, so I can't say it. Go check out Spooky Sparkle Party on Etsy. Again, I will link their store in my show notes as well as their Instagram where you can go follow them. Um, They are putting out such cute prints. I'm hoping that they, you know, get up and start making some new prints. I know that they were some talk about them working with a couple of different artists and things like that. So I'm really excited and hopeful to see where that may lead as far as new future prints down the road. It's so cute. They look so high quality. I cannot wait to see them in person. I know I'm going to buy something or several things. It really just depends on how my wallet's feeling after Meta and Triple Fortune hit it and mug me. So we'll see. But I'm definitely planning on walking away with the JSK if they have them available in my size in a print I want. I'm crossing my fingers. But yeah, check out Spooky Sparkle Party. Paradiso is coming up in May as long as coronavirus doesn't wipe out all of humanity. It is still on one of the mods that I am friends with who I will be interview or have interviewed for next week's episode has confirmed it is still on at this point. I'm really hoping that it stays that way because I really want to go. And be discerning with who you add on Facebook. Don't add creeps. And if you feel uncomfortable by somebody, add a meet. Again, not that this was a looking for advice email because it was a horror story email. But if you are feeling uncomfortable by someone at a meet, reach out to someone who can help you. Reach out to someone who is a moderator, admin, things like that. Block people on Facebook and Instagram. If they're being weird and you don't like what they're putting... You can even just snooze them. You can unfollow but stay friends so they don't even realize you're not seeing their stuff anymore. Do that kind of stuff if you don't feel like confronting them. It's fine. You can always turn it off and let them back in if they, you know, straighten up. But like I said, if you're feeling uncomfortable by somebody someone else at that same comm or at that same convention is probably also feeling uncomfortable by that person. So do your best to be vigilant and do your best to watch out, especially for the baby Lolitas 
and the newer Lolitas to make sure that they're not getting creeped on by people, that they're not getting taken advantage of by people. If you see someone, we had some dude try to get one of the girl, one of the new girls in our com to go with him to his car to explain more about Lolita as they walked. And I was just like, yeah, okay, let me just, let's share a horror story here. So I want to say it was ILD, but it might not. I'm pretty sure it was ILD or a Christmas meet. And no, it was a Christmas meet. Yeah, I remember the gift exchange now because I got this really, really cute little teacup and uh, saucer. So we went to this fantastic restaurant and tea house in this sort of like smaller, older community near where I live. And after that, we went antique shopping at various little, you know, cute, kitschy shops around the area. And I found this insane umbrella uh, parasol that's this like vintage umbrella. It's so good. It was like $5. I could not believe it. Every other parasol I found that's an antique is like 50 or or $100 and is full of holes. This one has one tiny hole you can't even... Anyway, it's perfect. But our group kind of got split up because there were multiple shops in the area and some people were like making purchases in one and then the rest of the group moved to another. But then those people who were making purchases didn't know what store the other group went to so they went to a different store so we get all kind of spread out and there's like a couple of people in each shop and I'm looking trying to kind of find the group and sort of pull them all back together to you know where we can do the rest of the meet as a group and across the street from me I see one of the newest girls in our comm at the time talking to this dude and this dude was just 100% bad vibes. Like, he looked creepy. He looked like a serial killer from the 70s. Like, cropped, kind of long-on-top hair, mustache, tall, skinny, a little dirty. Like, just not, not a good guy, I could tell. And... He was just like really close to her and being kind of weird. And so I just book it across the street over to her because I'm like, not on my dime. Not, I'm not going to let her get skeeved on by this dude. And as I get over there, she's kind of, she's being nice. She's a little bit naive. She's explaining to him what Lolita is the best way that she can kind of explain it. You know, the telltale it's a Japanese street fashion, it's inspired by Rococo and Victorian, blah, 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 all that. And he says, oh, it's Japanese, is it, like, a geisha thing? Which, like, what part of Lolita looks geisha? I mean, I guess wa, kind of? But it's still not, like, a kimono, like, it's not all of that big, long, you know? And so I get over and I just sort of like take her arm and I'm like, as he is saying the words, like, if you want to walk with me down to my van over here and you can tell me more about this Lolita thing. And I was like, absolutely not. I think our group is over here. 
hey, let's go over here to the store and find the rest of our party. Bye, creepy old dude. See you later. And as soon as I showed up, his face just dropped because he could tell that I could tell that he was being a creep. And I got her out of that situation and we went and found more of our group and continued on the meet. And he fucked off. He noped off because he saw a a bunch of frilly girls walking around ready to protect and attack with our parasols. So he noped out of that situation real quick, and I don't blame him, but he also should not have been being a creep. So that's one of my Lolita meetup horror stories. It's not really a horror story so much as it is like a creep call out, which also totally open for those. I will hold the creeps responsible and out them on my podcast if given the opportunity. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Like I said, next week we will have a interview with some of the local community members um, for my local comm, which includes a the mod for our group, a who is also a, a staff member at Paradiso, so I get a little bit of insight into what it's like being on staff, especially at such a big event. One who is a person of color, who is also a recent mother. So we talk a little bit about that. And then the other one who has just been in a couple of different J fashions and deals with some struggles being a tall leader, as well as some personal struggles with an eating disorder that she talks about some. And she has a lot of, all three of them have a lot of experience in a wide variety of styles and a wide variety of sort of origin stories for them. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. And like I said before, I do plan on putting the full extent of the interview onto the Patreon page once that's completed. I'll be editing it to like take out the likes and ums and, you know, dead air. But my actual edit for the episode may be smaller and condensed because we talked in kind of an open format for about an hour and a half. So I'm going to try to narrow that down a little bit. So please reach out to the podcast with your own suggestions for brands for the Indie Spotlight. Personal stories, meet horror stories, questions, creep callouts. I'm totally down. And anything else J-Fashion adjacent to frillpodcast at gmail.com and I would love to hear from more of you guys. I've been consistently getting emails and I want to get more. I want to have an episode where I can just do a bunch of email conversations. I think they're so much fun to do. So I have a Facebook page as well, Dressed to Frill, and Instagram at Dressed to Frill Podcast. And like I said, Patreon is on the horizon. Um, I'm in the sort of figuring out what the tiers are going to be and things like that. So that should be coming out soon. And once that is up and ready, I will be posting it onto Facebook and Instagram so that I can maybe get some support from you guys to continue doing this. I'm really enjoying it so far and I hope that you guys are as well. So until next time, bye, goodbye. Goodbye.